Hey there, and welcome to Yes, a Stripper Podcast. On this podcast, we'll discuss how classifying each other as people and workers is dangerous to society and marginalized groups of people. We'll also talk about the climate in and outside of the strip clubs and all of the amazing things that strippers do. And of course, we'll talk about all of the things in between. I'm your queen, A.M. Davies, and this is Yes, a Stripper Podcast. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Yes, a Stripper podcast. It is a Wednesday and we are still dealing with this COVID situation. Um, So I'm still in my bedroom, which, you know, it's not that bad in here. Um, uh, Life has been so hectic lately. Today's date is June 25th, 2020. <laughs> to give anybody context, if it's like a year from now, if you're listening, um, life is so hectic. Everyone is under an immense amount of pressure. There is so much happening in the world that we're seeing breakdown after breakdown happening in society, in our personal lives, in our work lives. Um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be really transparent with you today. I'm not fully prepared. I don't have the four for one rapid fire round question ready for my guests. And also my guests were 18 minutes late to this podcast. And also neither of my producers showed up today. And I'm saying all of that to say it, it doesn't matter. It's okay. We're all going through so much stuff that we just have to be patient and let things just happen as they happen and be kind to each other and be kind to ourselves even during these breakdowns. But what I do think we can do now is take this time during these breakdowns and really like take this time to learn from them and learn about what's happening in society today and how we can look at things that haven't been working So that we can find new ways to make them work. So that in the future, we don't have such massive global breakdowns like we're having right now. And so we need to have discussions around what these breakdowns are and how we can improve the system that we all want to be a part of. So I have some two really amazing guests today. I'm meeting them for the very first time. We met on Instagram. And um, they are two strippers and sex workers from Europe. And I'm going to let them introduce themselves. We have Frida and Cheetah on the line. And I'm unmuting you. Will you please say hello to the audience? Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hi. Hi. What time is it over there? Seven in the evening. Seven in the evening. It's 10 in the morning here. Isn't that so fun? I love it. Um, thank you for being here. I don't care that you're late. I, you know, you could have even flaked and it would have been okay. I thought about that, you know, because I counted the hours myself and I was like, okay, yeah. So I told Sheeta, it's like, yeah, we're going to go on this podcast at uh, uh, 6.30 in the evening. And then I was like, okay, I have to check it again today. And I went into this website that had like two time slots and the time slot said 7.30 to Pacific time. And I was like, okay, yeah, I told you wrong, <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> website lied to me. <laughs> well, we're here now, so yeah, it's, it's yeah. Right she here. called me up at at six thirty, and like, we we're going out on now. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, thank oh. you so much. I how I just want to do a check in. How are you feeling um, where you're at? And, and tell everyone where you are in the world as well. We're in Sweden. Uh, I'm in Stockholm city. Yeah, me too. Okay. And how are you? How are you feeling? What's what's going on in your city overall? Like just the well, you know what? I don't know if you have heard, but Sweden is like the only country in the world that never had a lockdown. Oh, I didn't realize that. No, we never had a lockdown. Uh, and we haven't had like since this COVID situation started. We, um, our government, uh, they are trying another path. Um, no one really knows if it works or not. Um, some, uh, like we have restrictions, of course. Um, but right now, because now it's summer in Sweden, we have very long winters. So when the summer comes, people want to be outside and go on vacation holiday. So you like right now, no one is really caring about the COVID situation at all. Like you can't even notice it, except the people dying. But you know, that's <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the same yeah. everywhere. Yeah, we we have recommendation, but no one seems to follow no really that much. Really. Mm -hmm uh are there like do you have like a lot of deaths and hospitals overrun and issues yeah yeah okay. yeah we have like i think it's over five thousand people that have yeah. uh, have died in covid now okay um, and we are as it looks like now we have a very high death rate especially here in stockholm compared to our neighbor countries norway and denmark which had a lockdown um but yeah, no one can really tell for sure right now. They say like maybe they like they had lockdown, but now when they are not in lockdown anymore, maybe they will have higher death rates after a while. But you can't really see it now, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I think Finland is pre pretty low also. <laughs> yeah, and uh, a lot of our neighbor countries are starting to open up, but they're not opening up for Sweden. Huh. So. Yeah. Oh, they won't let Swedes, they won't let people from Sweden oh. in? No. <sighs> That's... You're banned. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't sound great. I don't like it. I kind of like that. Like, we get to... Because Sweden, Sweden government and Swedish people, we are so used to, like, always be mobile everywhere. Like, everybody loves the Swedes. Um, and now we get to feel how it feels that not being welcomed and like uh, being like the bad guys in the world like no you're not welcome here i kind of like that you like yeah to see what it feels like, like yeah yeah because we have like a rights movement that is starting to grow in sweden uh and it's starting to get hold and now it's like the other way around now we are not welcome mm -hmm. yeah kind of funny Wow, that's so interesting. Uh, so, are the clubs open in Sweden? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are there as usual? What's that, Cheetah? Uh, they are open as usual, and I don't think they have any restrictions for the guests, or maybe they're keeping a little bit more distance. But I, uh, I don't work at the club right now. Uh, I do mostly freelance jobs and erotic venues and mm. beer shows, and but all of uh, what I can see from my friends and colleagues, they're not we wearing gloves or face masks when they're working. It's just like usual. Just like usual. And there's full contact yeah. lap dances? 
Yeah, I think so. Wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Didn't know any of that. It's incredible. Um, are you aware of the union stripper movement in the UK, United Strippers of the World and East London yeah. Collective? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I just heard about it. Okay. And what's like what's going on as far as strippers uh wanting to unionize or uh or take power back? Is is there any chatter about that in Sweden? No. No, I think it's been mostly talk. I've been saying this for years that we have to like like get together and uh, use our our uh, our power in numbers because we are there are a lot of dancers out there yeah. and if we can all agree on making the job situation better for us i think we could make it a lot better but i think a lot of the girls are scared maybe don't, they don't have a, uh, the opportunity to have another education so they can't go to another job afterwards so all they have is dancing and they don't, uh, I think there are, men are afraid to, to say what they, what they want. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I also think that because we have this very strong narrative here in Sweden that we don't have a strong sex worker movement. I, I know a movement that is trying to get hurt, but they just get shut mm. down all the time from the government and the, the one who owns the narrative are uh, white women and these women don't like sex workers they hate sex workers and they hate yeah. sex work they want to forbid porn they hate uh, strip clubs like i know this guy who wanted to uh, it's like a famous a sports guy who had a post podcast now and he did an episode with a uh, with strippers from a strip club in another city and when when the white feminist elite heard about this, they made like a very big fuss about it and they have a lot of power. So what happened, it's more like, yeah, these girls, first of all, uh, a lot of the podcasts, they had to explain how much they love their work, which I think is just so fucking irrelevant to talk about mm -hmm. because we can't talk about the actual work and the actual pro problems and how it actually is. Like, why do we do it? Why do we like it? Why do we sometimes not like it? Uh, why is it bad? What is good in it? Uh, we can't even get through to that because we have to talk about for hours how much we love this work and how it's not a work that can be compared to prostitution because we always put those two against each other um that's very frustrating we we can't mobilize we don't have that power even if we no. want and still we have this big feminist movement they want to make women free and you have to be you can be free in your sexuality and everything but not too much yeah. <laughs> still you can't take your clothes off for money for money because you like it because then something is wrong with you you had a bad childhood or something. I heard, <laughs> I, I literally heard a woman say, a, a lot of women say that, like, you know that all the sex workers have a trauma. It's like, first of all, who hasn't a trauma? Like everyone has a life and a baggage. Uh, 
but why would the trauma be the central of your choice to be a sex worker? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, before I had stripped, I started out in porn. So I went the other way <laughs> from <laughs> yeah. porn to striptease. Yeah. Uh, and I have a perfect childhood. I, I have the best parents ever, and they, they have supported me every step of the way. Yeah, same uh, here. Even when I started doing porn, they, they weren't happy, but they supported <laughs> me. <laughs> same. <laughs> uh, my whole stripper sex work career. They, yeah. you know, they were, they questioned it a lot at first, but they supported me and I had a wonderful childhood. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is really powerful stuff. I, I'm, it's interesting to me because I thought, I don't know. I thought maybe things were less conservative over there with sex. It sounds worse than it is here. But it's so weird because if you go to our neighbor country, Denmark, it's a whole other situation. Um, they oh, have yeah. another culture when it comes to sex work and striptease. And I'm not sure, but I know that they had a feministic movement before Sweden did. So maybe they have come further than Sweden itself. We are still like in this, like we need to break through. But I mean, we have been doing this for a very, very long time. So I wish, I wish we had come further. What do you think, Cheetah? Yeah, we, we should have. Uh, and also Finland is also pretty, pretty happy about striptease, so to speak. I've been working at uh, venues and doing shows there for a couple of years. And uh, there never been any problems with feminist movements, so-called feminist movements, uh, <laughs> that are trying to stop it. Uh, but we have had this problem. I know the, the Left Youth Association, uh, we're standing outside the, one of the strip clubs in Gothenburg, stopping guests from coming inside and uh, that way stopping these girls from making a living. Mm. And you couldn't see that connection that these girls were their own business owners. They all pay taxes and are, were there of their own free will. They couldn't see that. And that they were, they were destroying, they, they couldn't make money because the the left movement was standing outside demonstrating right right you mentioned left youth movement what is that yeah it's like uh the youth association of of the left political party in sweden, sweden. What, what do they stand for well, they stand for a lot of um, good things i think like they want to take back socialism which which i think is really good but um because we have this narrative, I don't know where it came from, I don't know when it started, but um, the narrative in Sweden is like, sex work is, uh, is always not in consent. Uh, and full sex workers are never, like if you pay for sex, you're paying for a rape, that's how, what the words yeah, wow and this narrative is the one that's domestic in this country uh, and even like politicians and and other very strong organization are using these words then of course like 
the young people and people who believe in this political view but don't know anything about sex work because they have never spoken to a sex worker yeah they that's never, the thing yeah they don't they, talk have, they never about. speak to us of they, they course not ask us. because they're terrifying <laughs> 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 yeah i think they are i think they are terrified because if this they are terrified uh, that if we allow this then we will lower our um moralic standards that we have in Sweden, that every person have the right to the best future and the best opportunity. And in that like utopian fantasy, sex work is not included because no one is doing that for, for like a free will. No one is doing that because they want it. You can't get that inside these people's heads. They, they think that you are either too traumatized to do something else or just too poor uh, or or you're doing drugs or um, you have something that is um that is like not normative right there's something wrong with you yeah something wrong right. probably right yeah so what i want to do is i want to distinguish with the audience like i really want them to get in your world individually each of you um and what you know, what you're doing um, under the umbrella of sex work currently, because I know you do two are doing slightly different work. And so mm -hmm. I really want to know what's going on in each world and how they like affect each other. So um, I'm going to start with Cheetah and mm -hmm. um, you, so can you tell us um, as comfortable as, as much as you're comfortable with um, what line of sex work that you've practiced or that you're currently practicing? Um, yeah, and like a little bit of your, just your, who are you? Let's just round you <laughs> out as a person. Go for it. Uh, well, I started out doing porn mm -hmm. uh, because I thought it was uh, exciting and interesting. And uh, uh, so I thought, why not? Let's try it. You have to try stuff once at least. <laughs> uh, and I thought it was fun for a while. Uh, then I started stripping like a year and a half. After that, I started stripping 2010, and uh, I realized I, I made much more money on, in the striptease business than in the porn business because the Swedish porn industry is pretty small. You have like two producers, and they cooperate. And uh, today, I, I get a lot of mails, uh, emails from girls that uh, are asking, "Oh, I want to start with porn. What should I think?" And I say. Uh, you have to be really sure that you want to do this because everyone will know that you're in porn. Sweden is a very small country and the world spreads easily. Mm. Um, but today I'm a strip, stripper, uh, mostly freelance. Uh, so I do like private parties, special parties, and uh, also bigger erotic events. Uh, in Sweden and in Finland, and that's how I met Frida. Uh, so wow. that's how we know each other. Yeah. And what um, other like what um, other activities or interests are you um, involved in? Like any other organizations, or are you just living your life? No, I'm pretty much living my life. Uh, try to raise a voice for uh, us that we we call ourselves feminists. Yeah, and uh, 
some people just don't get how you can be a feminist and show your tits at the same time. But it's I mean, that's possible. also the definition of feminism is that it's my body yeah. and I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. You know, yeah. like feminists saying like, oh, I'm a feminist, but you can't do that with your body. It's like, you're then you're not a feminist. <laughs> yeah, and that's so weird. And that's uh, how it's look up, looked upon in Sweden also. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, be, be free and sexual, but not too much. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> yeah, it's tiring. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I worked a little bit, I worked at a smaller strip club uh, where we were just two girls at a time. And, uh, but the weird thing there was I got fired because I had a full-time job as a mechanic. So the manager was like, well, you can provide for yourself, so we don't need you. And now I was the only black girl at the club. Wow. So I was, okay, well, you're going to lose customers because... They fired you because you got a job as a mechanic? Yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. But, but the, the club has totally changed today. Uh, I was the first one to go and he lets uh, a lot of other girls go also. And that's, that's something I want to lift because I think the, the club own, owners aren't really fair to the girls. Yeah. Uh, no kidding. Taking a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah. I know some clubs take like 80% of the 80%? girls. 80%? Yeah, they take 80% and the girls have to pay taxes on the last 20 that they make. Mm. Uh, and that's just bullshit. That's just pure bullshit. That's slave, that's slave work. Yeah, it is. And uh, that's why I think it's so bad with, that we don't have this uh, stripper union in, in Sweden. I've been talking about it for, for years that we have to we have to have good working contracts and stuff so that we can so that we can uh, earn money and uh, and people get to see that this is a real job because uh, it's uh, the question you get when you're at the private parties or at the club is uh, so what do you do and i know a lot of girls that have been doing this full time more than full time for years with no problem yeah and still they get the question, but what do you do? Yeah. And that's just, uh, I think it's, it has to be changed. Yeah, I mean, we're just, our work isn't recognized as legitimate work. Yeah. That's why it's looked at as just us being slutty. Because yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, another thing is uh, that I, I worked as a personal trainer and uh, they found out that I was a stripper and they fired me. But they also have strip aerobics. <laughs> Isn't oh, it <no>. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, but you have strip aerobics on the, on the schedule at the, the other gyms. Yeah. Because it's a, a big uh, chain of gyms. Uh, yeah, but it's a fine line, something else. But, but I do strip tease at my spare time as an extra job. And uh, you're firing me? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and I, I told my the clients I had during that time, and they were like, "What? Yeah, but we, we like you. <laughs> the, yeah. You're doing a great job as a personal trainer, and they're firing you for being a stripper." So they didn't have a problem with it. Your with clients, it. right? No, it right. was the people at the office that found out 
uh, that I was a stripper. Right. And they thought it would uh, hurt their brand. <sighs> I'm sorry about that, but that is yeah, but the reality. Yeah. Yeah, it's the reality. Yeah. And that's and that's how Sweden is. It's, uh, you you can have stripper aerobics, but you can't be a stripper. Yeah. Mm. And it's, uh, it's it's weird because in the late 60s and 70s, we had like full on sex clubs where people could go and watch live sex. Yeah. And, see, it, that's, and what that's what Sweden is famous for. That's why they call it the Swedish sin. But today it's like the Swedish shame instead, because uh, people are, if you go into a strip club, you, you can't really tell anyone. It's not like, I guess, in the US where people hang out at strip clubs and yeah. go, up, go there after work. People are sneaking into strip clubs in Sweden and don't mm -hmm. tell anyone because you, if you go to a strip club, you have, you have to be ashamed of yourself, kind of. Yeah, and it's so funny that you said the sex club thing because that's why I'm like, I thought y'all were like totally like <laughs> chill over there, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was something in the 70s and, and I also think that the left movement was involved mm -hmm. in that too. Okay. I, I don't have the full backstory, but I believe it was something like that. Hmm. But also, like we were socialist back back then, and now yeah. we're not anymore. And we don't even we don't care about each other like we did back then. Oh. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So, okay, Frida, tell tell. Let's get everyone up to speed on your story. So. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> I started as a pole dancer. Mm. And so I started to do pole dance because I always had like this secret dream of being a stripper. And I never dared to do, to enter um, the strip clubs. And so I was like, yeah, I can do pole dance instead because maybe that's like, yeah, um, maybe I will be fine with doing that. And I was, I still do pole dance. I'm an instructor. Uh, now at a, a studio here in Stockholm um, but I realized when I when I started doing pole dance here in Stockholm because back then uh, eight years ago it was very very important that you were distancing yourself from the striptease yeah. very important like the studio that I was um, that I was um, training and then working in for for a short time uh, they didn't. They they did not allow shoes, like stripper heels. Okay. You can dance as a stripper, but you can't wear stripper heels because then you would be too much of a stripper. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, well, but I was so curious, and I loved those heels, and I, that's what I wanted to do. So I started to like. I bought some heels, and then I went to this community uh, and met strippers, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, so before I started studying I had like six months but I didn't have a job so I was like fuck it I'm gonna do it now uh, so I started to strip um, outside of Sweden in Europe uh, in Antwerp in Belgium um, and I loved it and I go there still I wanted to go this summer but yeah because circumstances i can't but um um i have mainly been working in clubs outside of sweden 
because I have been so afraid of revealing that I am, have been working as a stripper because I'm studying now and like maybe I can't have a career if people know that I am a stripper. <laughs> but now I'm more like, if people know and they don't hire me, I don't want to work there anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. So I have been trying to work in a club here in Stockholm and uh, it didn't, I didn't like it. And that particular club, I actually think it's just that particular club that, that is pretty shitty. That's one of the clubs that take 80% of your earnings. And also they want you to sign a contract that is basically selling your soul to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you, like, they wanted me to work there. And if I, I couldn't work anywhere else in Scandinavia, which is just so weird. Uh, like I couldn't go to Denmark and work even, I mean, I could understand like, yeah, you can't work in any other club in Stockholm. Fine. But they didn't want me to go and work anywhere in Scandinavia. Um, And if I decided to quit this job, (laughs) I weren't allowed to work anywhere in Scandinavia for two years. What? If, if I would, they were like threatening with, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, um, Böter, Chita. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like, 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 yeah, a fine. Sorry, they yeah. were threatening with a fine of two hundred thousand Swedish crowns, which would be twenty thousand, approximately American dollars. And you can't even do that, like lawfully in Sweden. Like they would never get that through if that would ever happen. Ask you something. Did you notice, like, was this a progression where things got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and then got to this point and you're looking at it and now it's like yeah. an exclusivity contract? You can't work anywhere? Yeah, I was like, I was reading its contract and I read it word by word. And then I looked up at this girl and I was like, I'm not going to sign this. You know that. And she was like, uh, yeah, but you have to sign it to work. And I was like, no one can sign something like this. I won't sign it. Like, then I don't work. But she was like, okay, yeah, but you can work today and then you can talk to the managers. I was like, I'm never going to sign this. It's just horrible. Yeah. Um, and the feeling that I got working in this club was like, since we don't have, like, <laughs> I I think that this is actually because we have this view on sex workers because um no strip clubs are allowed to sell alcohol um so we need to sell something else so the you can offer the the clients massage um but some clients have read that they are also allowed to like jerk off uh, if they pay over a certain amount of money uh, and she told me, like, yeah, if they pay over this amount of money, they, they are allowed to do that. And I was like, but isn't that, like, something that I should be able to decide myself? Because that's, that can be kind of a big deal. Like, if, what if I feel that this customer is, is like, right. dangerous or something? And she was, no, no, if, if, he, if he pays this much. And I was like, what do I get for that? Do I get more? paid if if he do that when i'm in the room she was like no so i get 20 percent, and i had to pay taxes so yeah i can understand why these people are so angry and trying to shut this down 
I can yeah. understand yeah. that they don't have the education that they that they don't see that there it could be a different way because yeah. this is horrendous. Mm. This is sex slavery and this is sex trafficking. That is what this sounds like. Yeah, and the thing is, I think that these kind of clubs can do this because they don't they will never get questioned. They are, they are already the bad guys. And the strippers oh. won't question them because we are not able to unionize because we are, I don't know, we are too scared or we don't have the energy or everything is fine as it is. And well, so you don't have I'm any not, allies. That's your biggest, no. you have no allies. And no. that's, that's what we need. That's the purpose of this, mm. this episode is to find yeah. that for you. Yeah. I think we have allies, like we have sex workers who are trying to unionize. Uni, yeah. Uh, and uh, they, are, they are really trying. And mainly these people are uh, full service sex workers or, or somewhere there. I don't think many strippers are, are in this organization. Um, and that's also bad because we need each other. We need yeah. to um understand that we are all like in the same under the same umbrella so we can push these questions and demands uh, in front so they are visible but right now this narrative is just dividing us into different groups and strippers don't strippers don't want to be associated with full service sex workers because that's kind of bad for us because then we get like yeah it's just horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because if they're, right, okay, so it, are strippers and full-service sex workers looked at differently by society? Is society, like, more against, or is it kind of equal? More against one or the other, or equal? I think society is more against full-service sex workers, okay. but also uh, against strippers, and that's why strippers want to distance themselves from full service sex workers. So yeah. no one would think that we do the same thing. Because you're already having a hard enough time. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's no use for us keeping downwards. We have to fight up. You have to stay together. Yeah. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, and we also have uh, the male strippers, which yeah. are not... Uh, uh, the, the world doesn't or Sweden doesn't look at the male strippers the same way as the female strippers because uh, after the Magic Mike movies the <laughs> male strippers have they have jobs all the time uh, and uh, Me Too has been good for those who, who needed it but it has been very bad for us and especially for us that are working freelance uh, no one dared to book a stripper uh, for the bachelor party or for the company party anymore because someone will stand there and like oh that's not good oh uh, we can't have a, we can't have a girl taking out her clothes in front of us uh, that's bad yeah uh, and i think but so yeah sorry <laughs> yeah and but but the guys uh, the male strippers have uh, jobs all the time and no one no one says anything that's just fun and party. Yeah, and I think it's like, it's the shame that comes with going to a strip club. As you said, yeah. Chief, that 
uh, men go into uh, or people people entering a strip club in in shame or um, like they they don't have any business there they have to do it for for like uh, as a joke uh, or or in shame uh, and with that shame it, it also reflects on us as workers because then we get shamed with their shame like yeah i'm i'm shame i'm ashamed for entering a strip club i'm ashamed for buying a lap dance but also this girl is a stripper so she's worse than i am so you know it's a it's just a bad circle and i don't know how to break it it's just huh yeah every day. yeah and we uh we both work at this uh erotic venue Okay. And there we also have actually had to pay to be on stage mm. to do our shows. Then we have to sell private dances uh, to the guests so we can earn the the fee that we pay to the to the venue. Uh -huh. And we have to earn money so we can uh, because we have to pay for our travel, our living, our clothes, we pay for everything, our food, everything. Yeah. So we start out at on minus. Yeah before the venue even starts. But yeah. the male dancers get paid what? to be on stage. Come on. And that's so fucked up. Okay. Okay. And they don't have to be there. The guys getting paid for the shows, they don't have to be there uh, three hours before the venue opens. They don't have to uh, deal with the drunk guests that, that think they can touch you for free. And like, like Frida says, they, yeah. they think it's a joke. No one dares to buy a lap dance before they are fully drunk or they have their friends with them. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's just, uh, it's just, it's just wrong. Yeah, there's a lot. This is yeah. a lot. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and the organizer of the venue, he's like, well, then I find other girls. And then they take in the fresh girls that haven't been stripping for so long. And they just they just want to be on stage. Yeah. And the the quality of the shows doesn't matter for him. But uh, there are some of us that have been doing these venues for uh, eight, ten years, and we have shows that we put a lot of hours into. We mix our own music, we make our own clothes, we we do our own choreography, and uh, we don't don't get paid for all the hours before. We don't get paid for the 30 40 hours we do before the show and we don't even get paid for the 10 minutes on stage we have to pay for them wow and no one see, sees this hard work that goes behind it yeah and how how do you find that right now like it, before covid could you just go somewhere else and work you could go to denmark you could go mm -hmm. somewhere yeah. It was, yeah, I know a lot of girls that go to yeah. other countries and work. Yeah. And that's like, that had been the, uh, like, a, a very good advantage to being Swedish because you are almost always welcome to club anywhere in the world. Because, you know, Swedish people are, yeah, the good people. Sure. Like the shy and the nice and la 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 la. Sure. So before this, we, we were able to go almost anywhere and get a job yeah even if you got fired you like you called an agent like can you get me a new job yeah thank you and then you're up again 
but right now you can't you have to you, they won't they won't let you in no Anything? no, no. <laughs> and for how long no we're banned everywhere for mm -hmm. how long do we know probably i think it will be all summer at least yeah there's talks of that not lasting forever though right they do realize that's yeah. a temporary measure yeah it won't be i think they're gonna try it again like opening the boards uh, or they like to, i think some countries are starting to let swedish people in already uh i think like croatia, croatia and croatia. somewhere else. okay yeah okay but okay. i'm not sure if you can go there and work i have no idea <laughs> right like are they open what's their status yeah it's different mm -hmm. everywhere mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you have like clusters of countries all around you, right? And then mm. every country is handling it differently. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's kind of similar to here. All of our states are doing their own thing. Yeah. It's a mess. The world is a <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a lot to process. Yeah. Yeah, and I just... Um, so impressed that you're keeping it together you know and that you're able to talk so calmly about what's happening <laughs> <laughs> um and thank you for sharing it because like the world needs we need to talk about this um and we need you guys need allies like you need real yeah. support yeah, yeah you need some media attention you need you need someone bigger, like with more power. Cause it sounds like you have, there's this power imbalance mm. and you can't yeah. get anywhere yeah. and you're just drowning. Mm. And yeah. So that's one of the main reasons I want to have this podcast is so that you can have your voice. Like, I don't want to just interview famous people, whatever they, they have big enough voices. It's your voices that are so important you know, the ones that nobody's listening to. So thank yeah. you. I'm, I'm really grateful that we can see the progression of how things get worse when you do fucking nothing. Yeah. And when I say yeah. you do fucking, and this is not to shame or to judge the Swedes that, or, or anybody, but I, you know, I, I, you know, it's like standing here sometimes being like, this is wrong. This is wrong. It has to change and nobody's doing anything about it. And then before you know it, you're giving away 80% of your money and you're paying taxes on 20% of it and you have no choice. No. And it gets to that point. And so I think that seeing like, oh yes, it can be much worse. is really important yeah. for shoppers around the world to like wake up. Yes, no. it is. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I just, yeah, so. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yeah, the best thing I think should be if, if we started a union and had, I know a lot of girls are studying law. So if mm -hmm. we could get like lawyers that are ex-strippers uh, working or willing to, to be our voices, that yeah. would be like a dream. I want to do, because I want to do a PhD in criminology and this is like all that I want to write yeah. about, more or less, like the narrative and how it's, came from this to this to what it is today yeah to understand the breakdown of the history okay. and so that you can okay. kind of maybe find the root of the problem and then target that mm. you know because mm. i've actually been wanting to do that here with local like california history like mm. how did we why don't we sell alcohol and nude clubs and topless mm. clubs like 
why is that an issue? And like, because it used to not be. So what happened? Mm. So yeah, you know, so I want to do the same thing you're talking about, like to start <laughs> become a little bookworm. So yeah, well, you know, this is an excellent um, example to other strippers around the world. Yeah. Start speaking up now. Want to be fabulous just like these strippers? Pay attention. It's Stripper Tips. Oh, well, I don't know. I just, uh, uh, when you said it could be like Stripper Tips, like for society also, I felt like, yeah, listen to us. That's my strip Stripper Tip. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. listen to us and hear what we have to say before you form your own opinion and try to, to banish us. Because... Uh, most of us know what we're doing and yeah. we're pretty comfortable doing it yeah but otherwise than that like if you're working long days tape your toes because you don't want to have uh, <laughs> sores on your toes <laughs> good one yeah no yeah <laughs> yeah that's great I, i've never thought to do that yeah oh frida you're next <sighs> well okay strip a tip is especially for Swedish people but maybe some some other people need to hear this like um, sexuality is fluid it is not I'm sorry my cat is like okay <laughs> sexuality is fluid and you can't have an opinion about sex work if you haven't at least talked to one or visit a strip club so before you have this don't tell things like they are facts when you haven't spoken to a sex worker at all. Uh, and also wear more glitter. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's my favorite color, glitter. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. What a pleasure speaking to both of you. Same. Yeah. Such an honor to be yeah. here. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I can't wait for this to hit the airwaves. So, really soon, and I would love to stay in touch with you as well. Sure. Yeah. I'm good. To. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much to everybody for watching and or listening. Make sure you're doing all the things, following us, subscribing, download, and listening every Wednesday. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Hey guys, I just want to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Yes, a stripper podcast. You can also watch this podcast on YouTube at Yes, a stripper podcast. And of course, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Yes, a stripper pod. Yes, a stripper podcast is produced by Mackenzie Mazel, Shelly Snyder, and yours truly, A.M. Davies. Be sure to email any questions or comments to yes, a stripper podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow me personally, you can find me on Instagram at the queen of sexy. You can also check me out on my website, thequeenofsexy.com.